Welcome to Biohack Your Beauty. I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp, and I'm here to help you find the most powerful beauty biohacks, nutrition principles, lifestyle habits, and spiritual practices for optimal well-being. My podcast offers tools to help you discover how to exude inner and outer beauty, how to design a life of deep sensuality, joyful relationships, divine adventures, and freedom from disease. Most of all, I created this podcast to join you in co-creating a better world by standing in our own power and emanating our own authentic beauty. Let's biohack the mind, body, and soul, and let's do it together. Wild Embodied Women are two earth goddesses on a mission to create and build a supportive and loving community while shining a guiding light for all women on their journey to wild embodiment. Jamie Lee and Crystal Verba are the co-founders and facilitators of Wild Embodied Women. Jamie Lee has explored many healing modalities along her journey and has become certified as a holistic nutritionist, intuitive coach practitioner, and visceral craniosacral therapist. Providing safe space, support, and healing is her deepest purpose and calling. And Crystal Verba integrates her knowledge and wisdom through multifaceted healing modalities. Crystal works with women struggling to feel at home in their skin, working to bring them back to a place of personal power. She is the co-founder of Refresh Natural Health, returning women to their intuition and body wisdom through colon hydrotherapy, nutrition, and lifestyle coaching and Reiki. Now, I have to say, Crystal and Jamie are so in tune with themselves and with each other that everything just flowed. We talked about sisterhood and how our sisters are a mirror for us when we really need it. And right now I'm going through things and resistance in my life where I am really grateful for the sisters and women I have because they are a mirror for me, reflecting the things that I need to work on. And that's really not always easy but I feel supported and safe while I do that because of their really unconditional love and also their honesty, which I need. So we talk about that. We also discuss the moon cycles and what they mean, how the moon affects our menstrual cycle. And Crystal talks about the power of coffee enemas, which I started doing after our interview and I'm hooked. My skin looks more radiant than ever and I'm convinced it's because of that. We also talk about other really awesome healing and empowering rituals, so make sure to listen all the way through to the end. Today I want to share about this really beautiful blend of herbs that I've been using and loving from Lost Empire Herbs. I thought this would be a perfect time to mention it because it does so much to help me balance my inner rhythms. This formula is called the Athena Women's Formula, and it combines the most powerful women's herbs from Chinese medicine and the most powerful herbs from Ayurvedic medicine, and then adds other herbs that beautify the skin, balance metabolism, and support hair health and growth. It also helps to lower cortisol, which is your stress hormone, and we all know that is a huge beauty biohack. You can find this formula at lostempireherbs.com. All right, I know you are so ready for this Wild Embodied interview. So without further ado, Wild Embodied Women, Jamie Lee and Crystal Verba. Yay, well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Um, I want to start by asking, what is a Wild Embodied Woman? It's a great question. Jamie and I talk about this all the time because it can be so unique to each woman and show up differently in her life. Mm -hmm. So we really love to answer that for what that means to us individually. Um, And I'm happy to share. So for me, it actually came through almost like what felt like a channel. So I was at a sisterhood gathering with Crystal on a new moon, I believe. And the words fell out of my soul, uh, wild and embodied and woman. And we were gathering with this beautiful group of women. And it just felt like the energy there, being completely tuned into your intuition, being surrounded by sisters, fully supported, being able to show up in such a beautiful way. 
and being able to be vulnerable, cry, laugh together, express whatever you need, whether it's rage or fear, all of that, and just being fully yourself. And to me, that's what it feels like. And when those words came through on paper, I knew that was it. This is what the wild embodied woman is. And I, and I got to feel it. And I would say all of those things just resonate so deeply with me too. And I'm sure there's many women that can relate. And the word wild doesn't necessarily always have to mean running around naked in the (laughs) woods and, you know, diving into the ocean and feeling that wild that we are all so, so connected to. Feeling that wild embodiment can simply be just in alignment, um, the breath work that you do, the yoga, the feeling of your body, feeling your breath, your heart, your soul, and honoring however you feel on that day. And that is true embodiment, that acceptance of self. It's a really good thing, I think, that you said, too, that just because you're wild doesn't mean you're like this crazy wolf woman, like, (laughs) you know, running around in the woods and like, you know, worshiping. That's a part of being a wild woman, but there's so many other components. There's stillness, there's peacefulness and calm. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important because there's such a stigma to that either you're a feminine woman or you're like a wild woman, but you can be both. You can. Yeah. I was just going to say that Jamie and I have spent a lot of time exploring the different archetypes within ourselves because of that exact thing that oftentimes women get stuck thinking that they have to identify with one form of the feminine. But the beauty about the feminine is that we are always in flow and we are always going through transformation. And it's okay if one day you want to deck out and wear heels and do your hair and curls and go to a rooftop bar. And then the next day you're like, I can't have any clothes touch me. I'm going naked to the woods. We embody all different forms of the feminine, and that's part of what is so beautiful about being a woman. So how did both of you come together? What's your story? (laughs) It's actually a fun story. (laughs) And where do we begin? We, I mean, naturally came together. We had some mutual friends. I was dating um, a guy at the time who was friends with Crystal's partner, and we got introduced that way. And it just kind of felt synchronistic since the beginning. I remember bringing Crystal a vegan, like, beautiful little cheesecake that I made for her on her birthday without really knowing her, but really wanting to just show up in in a way of expressing how much I I love her already. It was so sweet. (laughs) And, um, and, And I think it really, things changed when we came together and we didn't know each other quite well at this point. And I invited her to come to a sweat lodge ceremony with me. And I would just say that I have had um, various different types of female interactions in the past. And a lot of them were actually quite traumatizing. And it's, it's really beautiful. The way that Jamie called and invited me to go to this sweat lodge ceremony with her, I hadn't like to be invited to do something that was kind of scary and outside my comfort zone, but I felt like in her asking me that she had the ability to support me in going through something I hadn't experienced before. And it was almost really brave of her to show herself to me and that she wanted to do that and invite me on that journey. So we went, so we went and thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. I'll also say that for me, it was new for me to show up in that way for another woman. I would actually choose these kind of adventures to take men on dates with, surprisingly enough, you know? So for me to actually invite another woman to be really vulnerable in that way, to want to get to know someone, Mm -hmm. it was scary, but it was really exciting. And so we went and we went and it was a very interesting experience. (laughs) It was not at all what I had expected, but it was a beautiful bonding experience Mm -hmm. because these women, it was an all women sweat lodge ceremony. It had all the pieces in place to just be this beautiful, um, kind of like unraveling of the soul. But a lot of these women were actually very harsh and they were yelling at each other and they were, it was not the environment that we wanted to be in. And of course, Jamie and I are both sitting there going, okay, well, like I didn't want to be rude to her and she didn't want to be rude to me about the (laughs) fact that we just wanted to get the F out of there. And at a certain point, we both looked at each other and we, we just we knew. knew. <laughs> and we ran out of that place and got in the car and drove away. And it was just one of those moments. And 
for the women listening or for yourself, like you have moments with other women where you, you have that mirror effect where you see yourself and all the beautiful glory that you mm-hmm. are and you feel supported and you're laughing and you're wild and you're free. And that's what we experienced together and what we wanted to recreate with what we've built with We Women. And that's a story that we go on sharing now because that's kind of the moment that we knew we were able to confide in each other and find that support and be like, okay, whatever it is we're going through, we can look at each other and know either you got me, I got you, or we're out of here. (laughs) I love that. And so you created Wild Embodied Women. And what was your mission? What was your mission when you created this beautiful thing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, because we saw how powerful it was to come together in sisterhood, we actually were both coming from a place of lack when it came to sisterhood. The circles we were going in felt really exclusive and as as though we didn't really fit in into sisterhood, which didn't really make sense because sisterhood is very inclusive and it's loving and it's supportive. And so we came together because we saw what was missing and we felt what was missing and we wanted to create something that spoke very much to our soul. And so sisterhood is really the foundation and what we're trying to, to grow with now. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, I mean, for myself, I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And I know Jamie can relate as well because I, I love shadow work and I love going to the deeper, darker places within myself, but I also am very drawn to the light. And so what we've created with our sisterhood and with our We Women community is the ability to go through the darkness supported in sisterhood with the ultimate goal of getting through that and to the other side where you do feel fully embodied and you're not forgetting your past, but you're bringing it with you in a really beautiful way. And I can also speak to going through different healing experiences, but often that means, you know, you and a practitioner or you alone and you come out of it reflecting which is so beautiful, but to also share that with other women, that was the piece that was missing. And so when I realized that I was able to get that from a sister like Crystal, that I was so empowered to continue that work and go deeper into the darkness of our shadows. And so I'm going to go deep for a moment, (laughs) probably just, it's like a rabbit hole. But um, so as women, I mean, as humans and as women, we experience a great deal of darkness and a lot of pain. So why do you think that is? Why? What is the purpose of that? And then how does sisterhood play into that? How does that connect? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, when we're going through dark phases, dark nights of the soul, it really is truly about transformation. And it it feels really heavy at times, specifically when we're resisting change or we're scared to step into that highest version of ourselves. And sometimes life is just traumatic and scary because that's life. And in life, there's dark and there is light. And if we can breathe into that darkness and accept that darkness in the darkest hour, then we also accept how beautiful and bright and light we are on the other side of that, that polarity is so key to our feminine and human experience. And as far as how sisterhood plays into that, it is everything. It's, it's the ability to have yourself be seen in that space and know that it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's bawling in front of your girlfriend and having her completely accept you in your darkest, weakest, most vulnerable state, because even in that state, you are fully woman and, and so beautiful and on path. And, and if you can find support when you're going through that, you're going to move through it so much quicker. That's exactly it. Cause you also have the mirror of your sisters around you to help you move through some of these really challenging times. And I'll share that I'm moving through and still am a little further away now from a relationship that recently ended. And with the support from you and the other women in my life, it has, it has changed everything knowing that I have, I, I have people to lean on. I can share what feel like the silliest of things or the most important of things. I know I'm being heard and to release that. I think it's in the releasing that we learn, we grow, we understand our patterns, our beliefs, our, 
how our mind works. And that's mm-hmm. when the transformation happens. Mm-hmm. And it's an unraveling of patterns in women because we have been taught for at least three generations, if not a lot more, to, to suppress those sides of ourselves and not to share those sides of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think about our generation and the generations before that are, are, are putting their trauma, their sadness, their, their grief into a box within themselves. And they're afraid to show that to the world because they're afraid they won't be accepted in that state. And sisterhood is so ancient. We used to gather in circle together and share those things and have another woman see you and accept you and be like, I've been through that. And on the other side, I have this wisdom to share with you. Women connect through storytelling and and through the sharing of experiences. And we've been lacking that in our world. It's part of our development as women. And so we're coming back to that all together. You can just, women are thirsty for it. It's, it's, it's all happening. Right. And even just with we women, you know, Crystal and I show up to facilitate, but what often happens is Mm -hmm. other women show up and they have so much wisdom to share without them even knowing it. And they're sharing with their sisters going through a traumatic experience or helping them work through business problems, or they just, we women have so much to offer to the world. And so Mm -hmm. we're creating a platform for that to shine. So there's a lot of talk about our world moving towards that feminine energy again and embracing the divine feminine and even men embracing that feminine uh, the feminine energy. Why do you think we have moved so much into the masculine energy and why do you think that now that transformation is needed? Well, I think it's needed because we moved so far Mm -hmm. into the masculine. So what's happening now is that we're coming back into balance. Although we are seeing the kind of tug of war that's happening with feminism and then sort of the patriarchy. And then we're trying to figure out how to get to the middle instead of pulling it the complete opposite way Mm -hmm. and then feeling out of balance again. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jamie and I both come from corporate backgrounds too, where we were very much so in our masculine and it's, it's accepted. It's the way the world is right now. You're praised for it. You get, you know, get raises at your jobs, you get the car, you get the house. And, and then at the end of it, you're not happy because you've lost this connection to yourself and the feminine and your creative abilities. How many women out there feel stunted creatively and they're, throat chakra expression is cut off and all of these things are because we've spent so many years in our masculine because that is what society has accepted so now to come back and like Jamie was saying sometimes we just need to go through that harmony that we're seeking to the other side and then we'll counterbalance and bring it back that's our hope that's our goal and what I think we are as society able to achieve right but what's really beautiful too is that the masculine and men in general do um, have within them the feminine. So including them, mm-hmm. because often what people think is that we're just speaking to women. And, and that is the case a lot of the times, but knowing that men are included in this and we're moving to this harmony and this balance together, that's where magic mm-hmm. happens. It has and to be And that's together. where the transformation of the entire world happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the balance. Mm-hmm. Oh, the eternal search for balance. <laughs> so, so let's talk about natural feminine rhythms. What are natural feminine rhythms? Oh, there's so much to say about that. So juicy. Yeah. So uh, Jamie and I, actually, the first program that we made as an offering to our community is Own Your Rhythm. And Own Your Rhythm is a program that goes through moon cycle awareness and how different phases of the moon connect to your internal rhythms as a woman. And this could be connected to your menstrual cycle. It doesn't have to be. We're always, uh, we're cyclical in nature. So you can look up to the full moon and know how it's affecting your internal and external life. And then optimize your behaviors during that phase of the moon, your what's on your calendar, uh, what sort of meetings you take, uh, the foods that you eat, and even the emotions that show up for you during different stages and different 
uh, parts of the cycle. Mm-hmm. It's all very connected and tapping into that is really, I think, what it is to be a wild embodied woman because you are following and you are so connected to the rhythms of nature. We're going back to our primal knowing, like what's very true for us and tapping into that is very powerful. And we're, we're accessing that again and it feels really good. It also takes away a lot of shame because I know as well for both of us being women in the corporate world for so long, I would have times during the month, regardless of my menstrual cycle, where I was like, why am I not able to show up in the same way that I expected myself to before? And then there's this shame and this blame game and this inner critic that's, you know, pushing me. But now I, I know when I'm going to have my ups and my ebbs and my flows and I can honor those. And it feels like a permission piece. It's like I look up to the moon and it gives me permission to feel exactly the way I feel. And then you feel connected to something so much bigger than yourself, which is really lovely. <laughs> and you can also, if, if you're more self-aware of how you can show up within your cycle, you're able to share that with the people around you. So how beautiful it is, it is that the people around you can then understand where you're at also and can meet you where you're at. So you're not experiencing as much conflict and there's so much more flow in your life. Specifically with romantic partners. Right. <laughs> so how do you how do you address that? Like, do you say like, "Hey, babe, I'm talk to the moon today, and <laughs> this is what my natural feminine rhythm is," you know, expressing? Or what do you do? What do you say? What do you say to? <laughs> so I am blessed with such a beautiful partner that is very curious about life and the feminine experience and my thoughts and dreams and goals. And he shows up for me so beautifully. So I, um, am able to share with him. Uh, I use my moon time, which is a beautiful app. Uh, and it shows you what phase you're in. So I know, and he now knows like when the moon is full, I am like juicy and alive and dancing and I want to play and I want him to show up for me in like an experience expansive way. And when the moon is at its new or dark phase, I go inwards more and I want him to, you know, show up for me softer to to the cuddles and all of that stuff. So as a man, it is actually like, think, like, I think all men would just feel so relieved to have this information because otherwise they have women being like, oh, well, I want you to be the, you know, the bad boy, or I want you to be like the nice guy. What's wrong with you? And they're like, whoa, but yesterday you wanted this. And as women, it's okay for us to flow. And if we can communicate that because we accept that and understand that within ourselves, then we're not communicating it from a, you should do this for me, or you should show up this way for me. It's more like, hey, this is where I'm at and let's make it fun and let's explore this experience together. And I think you've touched on that, really that multifaceted part of being a woman because it is like one day you're one way and the next day you're totally different you don't even need to like role play it's just already there (laughs) and how epic is that we get to just roll and flow and and get to experience all these different aspects of ourselves and it's when we can honor them all that we that we feel that embodied like authentic Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, juiciness of who we are So what are some rituals or tools that you would say are really helpful for honoring that and for communicating with the moon and with yourself? Mm -hmm. There are so many, and it is different for each woman, but I can share my favorites. Maybe Crystal can share afterwards. For me, nature is imperative. So just being out in nature Right now we're in LA and there's a lot more concrete than I'm used to. However, you know, being by the beach, being by the ocean, toes in the sand, I often swim naked if I can. It's just, it feels so good for my my body, my soul, spirit. Um, Being under the moon, Crystal and I actually went to a full moon ceremony last night that had Reiki and a sound bath and those kind of practices where you can unwind for one hour and be in the energy of the moon, the energy of the people sharing the space and tune into your body in such a way that most thoughts are 
long gone. They are so far away and feel everything that is going on within. It connects so deeply because we are nature. So in essence, you know, we are directly tying ourselves to that of the moon. And another thing, just in the mornings, I really like to start my morning with a meditation, which for a couple of years, I've been on and off. I cycle with it. I was doing really well a couple of years ago. And now after about, yeah, I'd say two years, I'm back at it only for about six minutes a morning. But that really seems to change my entire day just to have that moment for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm going with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my, myself, I mean, a lot of what Jamie is saying is very true for me as well. I, I'm really honoring myself during the different phases of the moon. So like I said, when the moon is full, I feel like being outside and, and it's fully expressed when the moon gets smaller, I I'm an introvert at heart and I've struggled my whole life to honor the fact that sometimes I'm super extroverted and I want to play and see a bunch of people. And then sometimes I'm like, I just don't even want to leave the house. I just want to stay inside. And I see now how it connects to the moon. I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful and freeing not to have it be just about me. It's like, it's more the cycles of nature and that's okay. I also do coffee enemas every single morning as like a sacred Yeah. So, I mean, Jamie and I both have a background in health and nutrition. I run a a detox center in Vancouver, Canada. So we're, we're very connected to our bodies and the rituals we do of self-care, oil massage, skin brushing, anything that gives that pleasure. Yes anything for you that makes you feel good. And in the Own Your Rhythm program, we do have specific rituals that are, you know, sentence completion exercise, journaling or creative expression exercises, self-dates with like specific mm, adventures that you find yourself in during the phases of the moon. And all of this is about reconnecting ourselves to our own innate intuition, we're constantly in a reactive space in life. So whenever we can go inwards and just find our state of calm and our state of purpose, we then come back into the world and we're less reactive and therefore we can be more just um, active in what we want to create in our lives. I think that's beautiful that you touched on that too, is really come from that centered and grounded place within yourself, you're less likely to react to things or have like anxiety or have the external things kind of affect you. You're more able to see them for what they might be, you know, not personal. They're not personal. (laughs) It's a big part of it. So you said coffee enemas. So can you talk a little bit about the benefit of that? Because I think, especially for our podcast in particular, you know, it's such a beautifying thing. But when you say enema, people are like, oh, what? Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. I am. I'm a huge advocate for coffee enemas. Uh, About 10 years ago, I had completely lost the sight of my left eye because of autoimmune conditions, chronic fatigue, total wreck. And I saw an amazing doctor that got me started on coffee enemas. And a lot of my health issues stemmed down to heavy metal toxicity, molds, microtoxins of all kinds. And so to be able to use coffee enemas, not only to support my adrenal system and not having to deal with that internal toxic load all the time, but support my liver and flushing fleshing that out. And coffee enemas, literally, I know it sounds scary. And the first time I even told Jamie about them, which was also years ago now, and she's been doing them a lot and loves them. Every woman that starts them just loves them. We hold all our sadness, our trauma, our anger, our angst, our stress in our liver. And the coffee enema stimulates the production of glutathione, which is a master antioxidant in the liver. So when you're lying there with the coffee enema in your body, it's detoxing your blood at 400 or more percent than it typically would be. So you're flushing those those toxins from your body, which is amazing for youthful skin, amazing for your energy levels, your brain health. Every system of your body is so relieved when you reduce your toxic load. It also flushes your bile, which is full of toxins. And I could go on and on and on and on. So 
But it's one of those self-care practices that when we work with women, especially when they've had trauma and sadness, um, when they're going through a stressful time, to offer that as a way to support the body to reduce not only the internal toxic load from just our stressful thoughts and the external toxic load, but also just to reduce the emotional um, stagnancy that we're holding in our body during those times. And when Crystal, when you introduced me to coffee enemas, the biggest thing that I noticed for me was mood in that my mood would fluctuate so often, but after each coffee enema, after releasing all of that toxicity, I am good to go. I felt lighter. I felt happier. The day felt brighter. And so it's just such a powerful tool when you're wanting to connect more into your body and to yourself, because it's like bringing out the best part of you and releasing all this stuff that needs to go. Yeah. And if someone wanted to purchase the things to do a coffee enema, they would probably do it in their bathtub, right? Is that where you do the enema or? The bathroom floor, actually, I always just tell people to lie a towel down on the floor, get a pillow for your head, light some candles. This isn't some medical like security <laughs> yeah it's it's fine like you're, you're just gonna lie on the bathroom floor insert the very tiny enema tube it's so much smaller than an average bowel movement really no pain no mess nothing like that and um and then when you're ready to release you're just gonna sit on the toilet and just let that shit go do you recommend like getting a glass container or does it really matter you know, I mean, I know a lot of people prefer the stainless ones and there, there is a stainless available that has a little bit of a viewing area. So you could see the, the water line or the coffee line water enemas are also great, but, um, I really just like the replaceable. It's like probably like $13 for this, uh, um, uh, it's plastic. like a plastic enema bucket. It's free of the PCBs and everything. And I, I just like being able to replace it very often mm. and also see exactly where the line of the coffee is. So I'm not lying on the floor going, how much longer do I have to be here? <laughs> I just love that. And it seems to work the best for people. And it's also a low entry point. So if I tell someone to go get a $50 stainless steel bucket, it's a resistance point. A $13 bucket, if you don't ever do it, eh, it's not a big deal. Good point. Very true. Mm. And then you did say dry skin brushing and oil massage are something mm-hmm. you love to do. What kind of oils do you prefer? Do you have like a preference? That's a great question. Yeah. I dry brush pretty much before every shower and I've been going into the ocean more often lately. So showering less because, you know, the ocean's wonderful. Um, but afterwards, there's this thing. There's this uh, combination of oils I've been using right now, which supposedly, and I'll tell you in a month if it works, but uh, supposedly helps reduce cellulite. And that is lemongrass with rosemary. So after a shower, so I'll do my dry brushing first, have a shower, end with cold to get the mitochondria function flowing. And then I'll mix a little bit of coconut oil with those two essential oils and I'll rub them on my tummy and my butt, my thighs. And it kind of burns a little, I'll say, but I could only because I choose for that to happen. I use a little less of the coconut oil so I can feel the burn. And uh, supposedly that helps. But essential oils are really a, a powerful way to, you know, move through some different things or even really good to open up different chakras or, or what else am I missing here? Oils I, are so I take good. them internally too. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make little like veggie cat pills with oils. They've I mean, I, I just absolutely love them. I, I like I always say, uh, if anything, <laughs> I've asked my partner that when we actually do buy a house, when we know where we want to settle permanently, I want a safe under the ground. And in that safe, I'm just going to have essential oils. <laughs> like that is my go-to. It's like a little medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, also using ylang ylang in your mm. hair. Any woman that wants to start growing some luscious locks, like it's so powerful. I have a whole hair treatment that I've, yeah. Yeah. No, I thank you for saying that. I also keep just a small um, vial of ylang ylang in my car because if you smell it, it reduces anxiety and stress. And I often keep that in my car because traffic can get really bad. And so if I can just pull that out, it just really grounds me back into, I'm just able to take a breath again after being so, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety ridden. 
And all of these things are, are really about putting yourself back in the driver's seat of your experience in the most beautiful feminine way. I mean, I love it when we have a group of women and we pull out the essential oils. Not a single woman is like, mm, I don't need to know about that. We're drawn to it because like, it's a part. Ah! Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a part of our history. It's a part of who we are and how we express ourselves and how we heal the ones we love. And so anytime there's herbs, essential oils, healing practices and rituals, women, their heart just like opens <laughs> up because we're like, oh, that's the missing ingredient. Like yeah. that's what my soul's been missing. Yeah. I think it's really like, it's like part of us biologically and in our DNA. It's so powerful. Nature and essential oils and all of those things. It's like once you're around it, a part of you reawakens ancestral you just remember in a way your body and your soul remember. So it's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned chakras. How are the chakras related to our natural rhythms? Hmm. So I, I mean, I would say that every chakra can be activated in any state of your, your natural rhythm. So um, it's easier for us to flow through anything in life when we are in alignment with our chakras. And if we sit with ourselves, we can typically feel where in our body we're holding on to stagnancy. And whether a woman is familiar with chakras or not, just feeling into the different areas of your body. And then when you find a space that feels a little bit closed off, to be able to explore that further, whether it's just simply with breath, or maybe you're bringing in essential oils, color therapy, which Jamie is amazing at and just you're bringing in all these things to open up that area within yourself and then when you're got all your chakras aligned you're in you're in your rhythm all the time like you're open but it's impossible to see and we're going to be triggered in life things are going to happen we're going to shut down because of past trauma and it's this it's our ability to recognize that and move through it that gets us to the other side. Mm -hmm. And if you are aware of a chakra that is blocked, um, some therapies and modalities that I've used and that I also practice would be craniosacral therapy and the color therapy that you were speaking of. But I am still working on opening my throat chakra and recently just started taking singing lessons on the fun end of things just to get that moving. And the voice I have discovered is incredible. Oh my it's gosh. So, it's so cool. It almost brings me to tears when I go to my lessons now. It's, it, you know, I've moved through the trauma that I had previously and have, have found that and it is totally opened up. And I see that now in my work, in our business, in my personal life and how it has shifted everything. But knowing that, you know, other things do happen and that I might have to one day come back to that and help open it up once again. So it's, it's, it's a constant revisiting of our chakras and making sure that they're loved and, and opened. How beautiful. Congratulations on finding you. your voice. That's so <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. And then what is color therapy? So each chakra is connected to a color. So I'll use the throat as an example. It's blue. I was actually using um, a natural color similar to the shirt you're wearing right now. And it's a vibrant blue. And I would put that in, in my bath or if I could eat foods with that color and not many foods other than blueberries have that natural color, but you can find so many things to bring into your world, into your space that have that and almost blanket yourself in these beautiful colors. And it just feels really amazing knowing that you're supported by that. And there's something there and I don't know the science behind it exactly, but something that triggers within the brain that connects directly to that of the chakra that helps it, you know, mm -hmm. allows for its, its opening and its unwinding. It's like the bringing of awareness to mm -hmm. it. Oftentimes it's not even about what it is you're actually doing, you know, the essential oils, the color therapy, the, whatever it is, it's giving that place in your body space and attention and love, regardless of how you get there. You know, it doesn't really matter. Just give that place in your body some attention and love and acceptance. You mentioned inner harmony. And so what is inner harmony and how do we find that? How do we achieve mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. So 
I think in the same way that wild embodiment is very unique to each woman, that feeling of inner harmony could show up in various different ways. It, it could be um, a state of relaxation in the body. It could be uh, the reduction of stress and showing up in your life and setting the proper boundaries in your life, which is a huge thing we're talking about in our sisterhood right now, and honoring yourself. If you're constantly being pulled in a multitude of different directions, you're never going to be able to find that inner harmony that comes from going inwards and accepting yourself completely. Right. I think, too, a a big component for me in finding harmony is going inward and listening to my intuition. And Crystal and I have spoken about before that intuition shows up differently for so many women, for all women. And it could be that gut feeling that you feel physically within your body or a vision that comes to you or maybe words um, through a guide or something Mm -hmm. like that. And all of that brings clarity to us. And when we have clarity, we have harmony because we're able to make better decisions. We're able to move forward in confidence and all of those things bring us harmony. Mm-hmm. How do you know what's intuition and what's fear? Mm. Ooh, good question. So we've spoken about this recently because oftentimes they come hand in hand. And an example that we like to use is you're at a talk and you're sitting in the audience. And at the end of the talk, they say, does anybody have anything they'd like to share or any questions they'd like to ask? And you feel a flutter in your belly, or maybe you feel, um, you know, an opening in your throat, or you feel something that triggers you to want to say something, but you stiffen it because your logic gets in the way. And the fear fear, and you talk yourself out of it. And it's in that moment that you have an opportunity to do a small thing to trust your intuition and move through the fear. And on the other side of that, most likely you are going to be a little bit shaky and you're going to be really proud of yourself and excited. And that is the evidence that leads to the confidence for you to continue to trust your intuition in the smallest of ways until it becomes the biggest of ways. And I, my guess is that in most situations, the fear is going to just disappear because we're afraid to express ourselves. That's typically where the fear comes from. And if we move through that, the fear starts to disappear. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to still feel fear, but in situations perhaps where it's less about our own ego and more about an actual situation that we're in. Right. And in situations where, you know, the opportunity to fight or flight isn't there, mm-hmm. like we're not in, in physical danger, um, the intuition I find is the first thing that comes up before we can even have a mental thought about it. It is that one thing that before we can even recognize what's happening, we already know what to do. So it's moving forward in that and trusting that that is your guiding light and that's what's taking you forward. And again, the more you can act on the uh, on that feeling, on that impulse, that's what's going to take you mm-hmm. down this really beautiful fat path of embodiment. And it starts with the simple things. Mm-hmm. It's trusting your intuition when you're ordering off a menu. Um, it's you know trusting your intuition when you walk into a crystal store and you promise yourself, I'm just going to pick whichever one calls out to me the most. And it's your essential oils. You don't need to know what all the essential oils do. Go smell one and pick one that feels right. And it's in those moments that we're like, oh, I chose that because it was right for me. I trust me. And then you can start making bigger choices from that once you flex that muscle a little bit more. I actually talked to this woman and she was talking about how when she she did this like, I think it was like a month or something. She literally just followed her intuition for the whole month. Everything that came up, she just did it. It's kind of like the movie Yes Man. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen that movie. He has to say yeah. yes to everything. But like she just went with everything. And she said the most magical things happened to her. She met the most magical people. Everything was just al- aligned for her. It was this magical experience. So someday I want to do that too. 
Oh, yeah. You know, know, honestly, if Jamie and I weren't connected to our intuition, we wouldn't be here and, and, you know, working in We Women together and and running these sisterhood communities and doing all this. Fear absolutely tried to step in when we were setting everything up in our lives and we move forward anyways. And it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's a daily thing like to trust. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So how is our inner harmony related to our external and inner beauty? Mm. I would say that when we feel in alignment, when we're connected to our intuition, we make choices that are aligned with our highest self. And from there, we're, you know, you can't really go wrong. And so it's going to be reflected in how we feel on the inside. And, you know, when you feel good on the inside, you look good on the outside. And you're making choices. You're going to go to a restaurant. You're not going to order the, I don't know, the nachos and the French fries. You're going to order something that feels right for you because you're connected to your harmony and your highest self. Right. And and what we teach is often this intuition piece and the clarity and finding this inner harmony. And what we're seeing too is that, um, as I mentioned before, for myself, the women that we work with now, they're seeing more alignment in their lives. And whether it's weight loss or new businesses or bringing in new women that support them, it's just they flourish. When, when we're in harmony, we, it's just inevitable that we flourish. It's so true because when you're in the moment or when you're with your sisters and you feel safe or you feel vulnerable, but you have the safe space to express yourself or when you're laughing hysterically because your best friend is so funny and you don't know anyone funnier, you know, like that's beautiful. That's, that's beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are some rituals that you practice to connect to the moon? Because I know we've talked a little bit about how the moon is so powerful in our menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. So what are some rituals that might be practiced to honor your own cycle and to honor Mm -hmm. the moon? Mm -hmm. I would start with that it depends on what phase of the moon we're in, because as Crystal was mentioning before, when the moon is full, we are going to be so much more expressive. So if I'm speaking to the full moon, which just passed yesterday, one of my favorite things to do is actually movement. So really tapping into our bodies, if we can do it outside under the moon, even better. And if we're, you know, moving however our body looks, no judgment, whether we're alone or with people, moving however it feels good. There is no other thing that feels so delicious Mm -hmm. and empowering just to move however you want. And I love that. That's one of my favorite practices and rituals. And if you want to get more witchy with it, you know, you can, um, bring in your, your smudging tools like Palo Santo and Sage and make sure the energy of the, your space that you're moving in feels really good and safe and supported and even um, charging your crystals that called out to you mm-hmm. under this light of the moon and carrying that energy with you throughout the, the entire month forward. Mm-hmm. Bathing your body under the moon uh, is, is absolutely incredible and I mean, it's so bright out when the moon is full. The the sky is bright. It's a wonderful time to be in nature, connected, grounded, rooted, and ask yourself what you really want to create and manifest in your life. The full moon has that powerful energy. So anything that you've been holding off on, an expression of self, any fears that have gotten in the way, it's a really beautiful time to explore it with different questions, sentence completion, and manifestation practices during that energy. Mm-hmm. And I'll share one of my favorite uh, sentence completion. And it's really great to do it during a full moon or new moon. And it's simply what is important to me. And I take that to meditation or I'll take it to my journal. And again, by doing that, I tap into my intuition and let flow whatever needs to come out. And it's different all the time. And if if I keep going with it, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion. I get deeper and deeper and deeper every time I ask that question. So it's, it can be powerful too, to pair it with, um, perhaps I start with meditation and ask myself that question. And then I take it to my favorite spirit deck ask the same question and then I get to take it to my journal and just let whatever flows from that pen let it come out Mm -hmm. 
We actually did a beautiful practice within our sacred sisterhood at the beginning of this month um, or this moon cycle on the new moon where uh, Jamie uh, was pulling a card. And so we did it together. We pulled a card for each phase of the moon. And it was absolutely beautiful because during the dark, the new, the waxing, the waning, the full moon, it gave us a clear focus during that time of something to work on during that time. So we move into each phase knowing what's what we want to work with. And obviously the cards, re- cards resonated totally true. And I was like, whoa, look at this journey that I'm about to go on this month. It's incredible. I'm excited. And then you show up for yourself during those phases. And that can look in many different ways. Do you check in, like if you are practicing a certain part of that phase, would you, when you wake up in the morning and you do your morning ritual, is that when you check in with that? So you have kind of that awareness throughout the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, morning practices are so beautiful. It's when you are most susceptible to your subconscious desires. So taking that to journal or even just a quick check-in question in the morning is very powerful. And something I like doing too is taking out, you know, what resonated most for each of the phase and almost just putting it in my calendar as like, blocking off, you know, a week for the biggest component of that phase for me. So whether it's like, mm, I think one of the cards I got was releasing myself from the soul cage and you can, um, you can probably make up your own idea of what that means, but I just put, you know, release from the soul cage for that week. Cause my understanding of it, I knew what I had to do. So for that week, I literally had a calendar reminder coming up and reminding me, Hey, this is, this is what you're doing this week. This is your work. Dive into it. Creating accountability. Yes. That yeah. too. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's powerful too. I think holding yourself accountable for, you know, the steps because there's Mm -hmm. steps and layers and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But that's smart. I like putting that calendar thing on your phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm because how often do we check our phone, you know? So (laughs) as far as a morning check-in and Jamie and I work with our, our sisters in our community doing the bridging ritual, which is a really wonderful way to set up your day. So oftentimes, like we spoke about, we move into our day in a very reactive state. But if we can visualize and visualize how we want our day to go and feel into interactions or circumstances throughout the day that we're dreading or nervous about and reframe our energy around those or completely change our day and go, okay, that's actually not in alignment with getting out of my soul cage or whatever (laughs) it is. I have to change my day because that is honoring myself fully. So for any women listening that want to get started with that sort of clarity um, practice, we do have the bridging ritual, which is a free ritual that we offer to our community. How awesome. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. signing up. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) So there's like 20,000 more things I want to talk about, but I do want to ask a little bit because I'm curious. So the new moon is about new beginnings and then the full moon is about that expression and that release. I mean, it's probably a lot more in depth on each phase, but what about the waxing and the waning? What are, what are the significances of those? Right. So I can speak to the waxing. Uh, that's when we're seeing we're coming out of the new moon and the waxing moon means that it's growing bigger. This is as it gets fuller. And this is often what Crystal and I refer to as our inner spring. So even if you just simply think of spring, this is the time when you are blossoming, when you're regaining your energy, you're kind of coming out of your shell. Because I know for the both of us, we like to hermit a little bit. So this is when we're kind of crawling out of the depths and we are going to visit more people and we're kind of more out in the world and, you know, the light is coming back. And so this is a really good time to even plant what I like to call dream seeds that will, you know, carry you forward to the full moon. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a beautiful time because you, you feel like you're revivified, you're getting your energy back. Mm -hmm. And as far as the waning moon, so this comes right after the moon is at its fullest point and you're feeling so good. You're on top of the world. You probably scheduled out your next three weeks because you feel like Wonder Woman. You're like, I'm going to keep rolling with this. And then all of a sudden something happens and you find yourself in a very self-destructive state. (laughs) And the waning moon gives us an opportunity to really listen to our inner dialogue. 
This is when women are going to hear their inner critic going, you really should have done that yesterday. Why aren't you showing up that way? You're failing yourself. What are you doing with your life anyways? And it's in those moments that women experience what is known as PMS symptoms. They're feeling a little kooky. They're lashing out at their environment. And the best thing that a woman can do during that time is allow that inner dialogue to happen and just let it wash over you just kind of like a a waterfall. You're hearing it, you're acknowledging it, and you're letting it go. It is important that during this time, you don't try to solve anything. Nothing is going to get solved in this current state. What you want to do is journal as much as possible. Take time for yourself. Do like long baths, play with oils, that all the self-care that you can do during that time, this is when you want to implement that. And any choices, decisions, action to be taken, soft action, needs to happen more during that. Take it to your new moon. Do some journaling and really get clear on the answers you might be looking for. Because when you're in the new moon, you're, you're an open channel. You can actually get those answers you're looking for and then implement them in the spring, like Jamie was saying. I feel like I'm like prepared now because it, it was just a full moon. Right. So now moon magic. Gonna, yeah. I like it. <laughs> so each of you, what are your top three beauty biohacks? Okay. I'll start. Um, actually, Crystal's partner introduced me to what is the nano V and maybe you can speak to that a little mm-hmm. more. I know it's really good for mitochondrial function and I pair that with my cold showers in the morning. So I don't have a full on cold shower, but I will have a warm shower and then end it with cold. Cause not only is that good for your hair, it seals off the cuticle, but it's so good for your entire body. So that'd be probably my number one favorite combining. Well, I guess that's two right there, but I'll, I'll ensure that it's it's one. I'll package it together. And the second one would be the dry brushing because I've noticed that my skin is just so much more supple and um, I really get to connect with my body in that way too. I get to be naked. I get to dance around if I want to. And then my skin looks radiant at the same time. And my last favorite beauty biohack is being in the ocean because not only does my soul get nourished, but my hair gets all curly like a mermaid and my skin, you know, gets that tight, salty feeling. But after you have a shower, you're just, you feel like a goddess in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, we already talked about coffee enemas. Obviously that's a huge one. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. And also like nettle enemas, you can really play. It's such a beautiful way to deliver nutrients into your body, especially if you have leaky gut or any other gut issues. It's like a a way to nourish yourself from that end. So that I also would say that um, I never put anything on my skin that I wouldn't eat. So I'm very careful about my shampoos, my, you know, body care products, all of that hundred percent edible. And I have a hair treatment that I treat myself to. It is I use, you can use coconut oil, red palm oil, egg yolks, and uh, you do a whole wash up with it. And then when you are rinsing your hair, you use lime and it just locks it in. It's so like big and I'm, I'm a Leo, so I love big hair. And so it gives me that vol- volume that I absolutely crave. Oh, so you said coconut oil, red palm mm-hmm. oil, egg yolks. Yes. And now I usually get a sustainable source of red palm oil and I just use that. It seems to have that extra delicious sauciness. Ooh, I like it. And then lime to rinse. Yes. I like that. Ooh. I actually learned that from the the healer, uh, Wyan from Eat, Play, Pray, Love in Bali. She taught me that hair treatment. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of like feeling envy right now. That's so cool. That's like a ce- total celebrity. To me. <laughs> well, now I get to pass it on. We get to Yay! all share this, this beautiful treatment. Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, you're very, very lucky because that's a really good one. I'm so excited. Well, thank you. And then I would like to ask each of you, what is your definition of beauty? Being really, truly, authentically connected to who you are and confident in your own expression of that. Mm-hmm. And I would say showing up as 
your fullest expression. I feel like our words are similar, but it just feels like the beauty comes from within. And I, and when you're able to share your beauty, it like radiates externally and it just shows up in such a beautiful way. It's like you're shining your light from the inside out. And where can people find you? We are all over the internet (laughs) right now. (laughs) So our Instagram page is at Wild Embodied Women. We have our IGTV up. We're doing all the lives. We actually, it's incredible. The community there is wonderful. Um, Just to really get that support, you'll find that just with every post we do, the women there are ready to show up for you. It's a beautiful place to go. Mm -hmm. Facebook at Wild Embodied Women. Mm -hmm. And our main website, wildembodiedwomen.com. And if anyone is interested in all this moon magic we were talking about, the Own Your Rhythm program is ownyourrhythm.com. Yay. Yay. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) you guys. This was like the most amazing full Mm -hmm. interview. I don't even know. Like the notes are going to be incredible. (laughs) Like I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. So wonderful. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot about the moon and your moon cycle and your inner rhythms. And I really, really want to encourage you to share this. Share this with a sister. Share this with a friend, a girlfriend. Go dancing under the moon. Write in your journal. Do a coffee enema. These are all things that can help you optimize your life, your relationships, with others and yourself. Something that would also be really cool is if you were to rate the podcast because the more ratings and subscribers that I have on Biohack Your Beauty, the more guests I can ask to be on the show. And that means more amazing information, a huge wealth of wisdom and knowledge and just revolutionary guests that I otherwise wouldn't be able to get on the show. So it would be really cool if you were able to reach out to your friends and family, share the podcast, and just know that it's kind of in your power too. This is a uh, united front. We are together in this because we are creating a more beautiful world by creating inner and outer beauty uh, within ourselves. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you have a beautiful week.